0: Glory to Jesus Christ. If we read some kind of facts about the Bible, so we can there are a lot of information about this holy scripture, we can find the information that the most loved part of the Gospel is part we just read today. And it's no wonder because the message is great and it's pleasing (coughs) our hearts because it is great to know that God has so huge love towards us, that he loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his own son. And usually, and this is a message which is true message which gives us hope. But many times it can happen that we can be somehow stuck in this message that we accept this truth that God loves us so much that we somehow stay in this feeling of good, of pleasure, feeling that we are loved as we are center of universe. And this is how, why so many people they have really deformed understanding of Christian life. They say on this, in this illusion that they don't need to do anything because God loves them. But if God tells us that he loves us and he wishes our salvation, that he did everything for our salvation, it is not just announcement of this, his great work for us, love for us. It is an invitation. I did that for you. I love you. What is your answer? What is your answer? And this is a little bit harder part because we give answer Many times coming out from uh, our settings in heart, in mind, how we understand things. And so many times for, for example, if a very simple example is that we our answer might be prayer. For one, prayer means to spend five minutes morning and five minutes evening, and they call this prayer, and they consider this is the answer to this God's love. For another one, it is, well, prayer leads me to relationship with God, so they try to pray more, and they probably pray like hour per day together, and they are satisfied and for another one it is prayer is life they think about God about his love almost non-stop God is in their mind all time now tell me who understands then the spiritual life and real life is God correctly Well, it takes effort, it takes some kind of pain from our side and this desire to go deeper and deeper to this life with Christ. And until we don't make this effort, we are not able to understand how great this message is for us and how enormous our answer should be to this message. We were not born with understanding, total understanding, clear understanding how to live a life with Christ. This life with Christ is formed in us from childhood through example of parents, following example of parents and then others, then through reading and through many inspirations which come to our life and which form us. Many of these teachers of spiritual life, they say that God never leaves a person who has desire for him without hope. That he is the guide for this person and he leads him so many ways. The only thing which can become barrier for this guidance which comes from above is when we come to the state of satisfaction that we say I am fine I am doing just fine I am a good Christian. My spiritual life is okay. When there is no drive every day to go deeper to this life with Christ, when there is no desire to go deeper, it is no effort, no, no pain almost to reach this depth of God's love, if this is missing in us, our spiritual life is dying. This is why we have to be very careful not to miss these touches of grace through which God wants to lead us to real life with Him. What are those touches of grace? If you go to your past and you recall things, you can find these moments when Something touched you and, and created this desire to follow what was written there, what you read, or to follow what you heard. How many times might happen that you saw somebody who really was so watchful that the person never said a bad word about anybody. And we were touched by this example. And we said, I want, I want to acquire this virtue. I want to live like this person. And maybe we were trying for day, two, three, but usually we forget that. Or maybe we read something with broad inspiration alive and we felt this is true and this is really how I can reach this perfectness. And we were touched and almost taken in spirit. And maybe we tried to follow that for day two, but then we forgot this. How many of these moments of this inspiration which was pulling us to some kind of direction in our spiritual life came to our life. But they disappeared. Because, well, we are adjusted to this world. One day, in this present day, it something can be big scandal you know, and do you know what is the advice of these uh, uh, advisors for marketing? If you created scandal which damages you, next day create another scandal, and people will forget this first scandal. This is how media manipulate our mind and f- Force us to forget things which are important. And this circle, cycle of things which are coming causes that we must forget what was before because we are not able to keep everything in our mind. And the same thing is with these impulses with Christ, of, for God gives us. We are taken with some kind of impulse, but then something comes from the world and puts this impulse to some kind of darkness. It's forgotten. This is why we have to be really careful and watchful. And we have to treasure these moments of inspiration, these good thoughts, these good invitations, these good advices, which are coming to our mind and they shake with our soul and invites us to follow Christ deeper. We should value them and store them and remember them. St. Isaac Syrian, he talks about one monk. And he said this monk was, he lived in his cell. And if a visitor came to his cell, he could see that walls of the cell were covered with words, not finished sentences, only connection to words or three words, but everywhere on the wall. And usually when they ask this monk, what does it mean by writing on the wall? And he said, those are words which angels told me. During prayer, during reading, during like meditation on God, when this inspiration came to his mind, when he all everything what inspired him, he made a note on the wall. Not to the paper, not to the, some kind of notebook, on the wall because he wanted, hell. he wanted to have this inspiration always in front of his eyes, because he valued it so much that he didn't want to forget it. What a wonderful habit. Well, I don't want you to start to write on your walls. Maybe it will help, you know, but well. but. We have to find for ourselves the same way how to keep these inspirations in front of our eyes. Because if we don't do this, if we don't keep them, if we don't remind them, they will be forgotten. One morning, a few days ago, one morning, I read beautiful advice. Somebody posted it on Facebook. I don't know. If, now. I don't remember now the saint who said this. Unknown a little bit. But it was beautiful. It was good advice. And I, I rejoiced somehow in that. that this was refreshing. And, and when I was preparing this homily, I recalled how I was touched by this his words, his advice. But you don't know, you know what? I don't know what was the advice, I forgot. I know that it touched my soul, but I don't remember about what he was talking about. How fast we can forget this inspiration which are coming from God which are supposed to help us to love God in the measure of his love. How easily we can forget all this good inspiration and advice which leads us to correct answer to this great love we were reading about today. So let's try to find own mechanism, own habit, how to keep those inspiration alive in our minds. May they help us to make always a little bit step towards God, to love Him more, to live life in Him. Amen.